This is a Defocus Media production. What's up, everyone? It's your favorite optometrist, Dr. Daryl Glover. And I'm Dr. Jennifer Lyerly, resident optometry nerd. And welcome to Defocus Media, optometry's number one podcast, where we discuss the hottest topics, latest technology, eyewear, practice management, and more. So sit back, relax, and defocus. What's up, what's up, everyone? It's your favorite optometrist, Dr. Daryl Glover. Today, I'm super excited because I'm hanging out with another star in eye care. And I'm super excited because we're going to touch on something that's going to improve your practice. You know, when it comes to seeing patients, we have to understand the patient that's sitting in front of us. We have to know every generation that walks in, and we have to make sure we have the right solutions for those patients. And today, we're going to talk about meeting the demands and making real max clarity when it comes to these patients that's sitting in front of us. Friends and family, I'd like to welcome my colleague, Dr. Ashley Roth. How are you doing today, Dr. Roth? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, having me here. This is actually my first podcast, so I'm really excited. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that I could be the first, and I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. You Mm -hmm. know, when I was having some conversations with my colleagues over at Johnson & Johnson Vision, Dr. Moody in particular, he really raved about how great you are when it comes to uh, doctor-patient interaction and when it comes to fitting contact lens. Uh, but most importantly, just really understanding the patient demographic that sits in front of you. And um, today, I really want to peel back some of those layers and get to learn a little bit more about you, but also how you have a solution in that exam room with a brand that's a well-known brand um, to really cater to those patients in front of you. Um, I also want to give a special shout out to Johnson & Johnson Vision for partnering with Defocus Media on this podcast. Uh, We love working with Johnson & Johnson Vision because they truly do have solutions to make it easier for us doctors when we're in the exam room with our patients. So let's get started, Dr. Roth. I'd love to learn a little bit about you. Um, you have a pretty unique background. You know, we're talking about how we need to cater to the generations, but something cool about you, which is perfect for this podcast, is that you come from a, a long history, a long or big family tree, several generations of optometrists. So maybe if you could talk about what your background looks like, and maybe even your why, how you got into eye care before we get this party started today. Sure, yeah. Um, For me, you know, optometry, it's kind of been like a a lifelong dream at this point. Uh, You know, when I was little, well, let's go back. I was my grandfather, my dad, and now me. So we do have three generations of Roth optometrists. And uh, I probably decided I wanted to be an optometrist when I was about maybe 13 or so. Um, I used to get dropped off after school at the office and I remember seeing my dad and my, my grandpa, they got to work together and it was just like a pleasant environment and people could see and they were happy choosing their glasses. And I thought, wow, you know, I'd really like to work with my dad one day. And I don't know if anybody took me seriously at the time, but I never changed my mind and uh, <laughs> I get to work with my dad. So I uh, feel really, really fulfilled, really, and, uh, and fortunate and lucky. So, yeah, and that's amazing. And I love that story. And you know, that's the thing. When you get exposure to eye care at an early age, it really changes your life, right? It really um, makes an impact in, um, you know, what your future may be because you see the difference that you make, right? You have someone come into your office that you've never met before and you help them with the most precious sense uh, sight and you change your world uh, tremendously. Um, we need more of that. All my colleagues out there, all those kids that walk into your office, let them sit and look behind a slit lamp. Let them pick up a contact lens. Do something so that we can get more optometrists um, uh, in the eye care industry. That way we can help and serve more patients. And then also 
Start that family tree like Dr. Ross family, right? Let's keep it in the family, baby. <laughs> so let's take it from the top, right? Um, today, I really want to dive deep into you know, the importance of meeting the demands of our patients, in particular when it comes to contact lenses. Um, I don't know about you, but in my office, I have patients um, from the age five to about 105, right? So I see pretty much all walks of life. So today I really want to take some notes, got my pen, got my paper, and really learn from you. And um, I really want to start with, um, you know, Generation um, A, or excuse me, Alpha. I didn't even know there was a Generation Alpha, uh, but apparently this generation is known as uh, Generation COVID. Um, you know, they are the ones that are all about brands and uh, COVID really changed their world, right? But also I want to dabble a little bit into uh, generation uh, Z, you know, these are your yeah. uh, digital yes. born uh, post millennials that that range in general, you know, when these patients come into your office, what kind of dialogue do you have with them, especially when it comes to contacts, because I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for all age groups. But let's take it from the beginning and kind of work our way uh, to the more seasoned folks that are out there in the world. Sure. So, I mean, if we're talking about our Generation Z, you know, they're going to be coming in with their parents. So a lot of times I don't think that we're presenting contact lenses as an option to kids. So sometimes the parents will come in and be like, oh, you know, Johnny wants to play baseball. And now we have a conversation kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Or my kids always breaking their glasses or maybe, you know, they've even gotten to the point where they need the readers. Right. It's like these kids are constantly on these devices. So it's like they don't want to wear bifocal. You know, kids make fun of kids. So contact lens can actually be a nice uh, a nice option for them. So I, when I'm in the exam room, I really like to direct my, you know, presentation, right? The way that I speak about contact lenses to not just the parent, but also the kid, because they need to know, hey, this is going to be in your eyes. We're going to be, you know, you're the responsible one here. So we should definitely be having that conversation, kind of lining up. So I'm talking to both of them at the same time and um, give them that option. Uh, with kids, I really, I mean, my practice is really at this point over 75% daily, no matter what generation. Uh, but for kids, I don't give those options, right? It's just, it's daily or nothing. And it's just, we know it's the healthiest option. Risk of infection is lower. Uh, it's easy. They don't have to clean them, take care of them. So for a kid, really, it's a no brainer. And I kind of go through this uh, spiel with the parent and the child. And then, you know, the parents usually agree. And they're like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds good. So I don't necessarily go into the reusable lens option for a child unless, you know, there's some pushback from the parent or cost or whatnot. Um, but definitely start them off with that daily and explain, hey, you can wear these every day or maybe just on the days that you play sports, sometimes glasses, sometimes contacts. Let's give those eyes a break, you know, get those good habits uh, young. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. And one thing that you said, there were two things that you stated that I really love. Number mm -hmm. one not just talking to the parent, but talking to the child. You got to create a partnership with the entire family, right? Because if the do if the, the, the kid doesn't understand where you're coming from and that these are medical devices, you know, it's going to be a nightmare. So really incorporating them into the conversation is a big deal. Now, even though you're creating that partnership, you're also putting your foot down saying, hey, we need to do dailies because it's the healthiest bet. And I'm a firm believer that when you can connect with kids at an early age and put them in dailies, then they're gonna be set for the rest of their lives. Think about how healthy their cornea is gonna be uh, when they get into their 20s, their 30s, their 60s, their 70s. 
they'll be able to wear a contact lens their entire life with no real headaches or issues at all. So I think those are all great points. And just bringing up that health piece is huge. Uh, when you bring yeah. that up to parents, it tends to really change the game and change the narrative um, as well. When it comes to um, actual lens products, um, which mm -hmm. lens are your go-to when it, when it comes to daily contact lens for this generation? So, I mean, I, you, I'm, I'm mainly Oasis One Day. Uh, okay. I do many hydrogel lenses. If cost becomes a factor, then, you know, moist is a nice um, option. Uh, but I just, you know, the silicone, besides being more breathable, a lot of patients find it more comfortable. So it's like, why should I make these little kids, you know, suffer? They can they can have a premium contact lens as well. Absolutely. And even the handling, right? So that INR, the, those kids are the ones that need to learn how to put in that contact lens. And we know with the hydrogel moist, it's they're kind of harder to insert at least, right? So when you have that a little bit of that sturdiness, it makes their insertion training a lot easier. So... Um, I'm, I just reach for Oasis one day, uh, the majority of the time. So. Yeah. And I love the comment about the, the ease of handling a silicone hydrogel material. Uh, whenever I'm working with anybody that walks through my door, I always want to put myself in their shoes. Right. And if this is a first time contact lens where you want to make sure they're successful. Right. So having that lens that may be a little thicker and easier to handle and put in the eye is going to make it a lot easier. Now, let me ask you this, Dr. Roth, because in my office, um, I, I don't know if I do things similar to people, if I do it differently, right? But either way, I know my patients are happy, so I'm doing something right, hopefully, right? But uh, when it comes to insertion and removals, um, I normally put the contact lens on my patient's eyes, and I check their vision, and then I take them out to the insertion and removal and have one of my technicians do it. Do you do that yourself, or do you have the kids go out to an insertion or removal place and learn how to do it first before you put it on their eyes? Uh, no, I do like to put it on, um, you know, these first time wearers, whether it's a kid or not, uh, so yeah. that they can see, hey, how does this feel in my eyes right now? Um, how yeah. is that vision? Do I like this? How is that lens kind of fitting? Give them this moment. And I like to see the aha moment, you know, especially for yeah. kids. They're, they're sometimes so excited in the exam room. So. It's fun to kind of experience that with them. And, you know, we do one and we're like, oh my God, you got a contact lens in, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I do that with them. I leave them on and then we'll go outside, um, you know, and we'll have one of my staff members train. We'll watch a little video and make sure our hands are clean. And then I'll have them remove first and then uh, go ahead and put it in. And I do like the parents, depending on the child, right? Because sometimes if mom or dad is too involved, it's like yes. they almost have to leave the room, you know? Um, some of the kids need that, some of them don't. So you kind of also have to figure out who you're dealing with. And kids have these personalities too. So, um, you know, figuring that out sometimes is a, is a little bit difficult. Uh, but doing that INR and then depending on how that goes, I may bring them back in just one more time before they leave um, and then do that follow-up for, uh, for those kiddos. Yeah, I'm very similar. I do the exact same thing. And I also get that thrill, that high whenever um, the kids have the lens on, they look around and they're like, oh my goodness. I mean, that peripheral vision always gets them. They're sold. And the thing that I love about myself putting the lens on, because I leverage my tech. My tech is incredible. You know, I'm teaching her to be able to do everything. But I just feel like when a kid can see how great the vision is and they have that peripheral vision, that changes yeah. their motivation, right? So not only oh, more motivated and um, ready to pop that contact lens in, but then you give them that silicone hydrogel material where it's a little easier to handle. 
they're just winning on all cylinders all around. Now, when it comes to the uh, parents, sometimes that can be a challenge. But again, that's when you know the importance of knowing your generations that you work with. What are these parents' uh, uh, background? Where are they from? Where is the age? Sometimes that can help guide the direction. But a lot of times you can tell by just conversations with the mom or dad when they're in that exam lane as well. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about, oh, before we jump to the millennials, because I am a seasoned millennial, by the way, um, you mentioned premium lens, right? Kids should have premium lens. I believe every kid should have a premium lens. And I believe it's something that we shouldn't have to try to sell. We should just educate and tell the the health uh, benefits of it. And we have to keep in mind, when these kids come in, look at their sneakers. They're wearing shoes that probably cost two, $300. Um, so if the parents are willing to make an investment in some sneakers or an mm-hmm. uh, Apple uh, phone, an iPhone yeah. or a Droid phone, then that, you shouldn't even let that be a barrier. Never judge anyone when they walk in. Just fit them with the best option to make that experience um, you know, tremendously more comfortable for them. Completely agree. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into uh, the next group here. So we have the millennials. Your millennials are anywhere from 1981 to about 1996. Millennials are tech savvy, they're authentic, and they love diversity. Um, so you want to make sure that when you have this patient base come in, number one, your office reflects diversity, right? Um, and you also want to keep in mind that they're tech savvy. So more than likely, they've been on their phone investigating you or know the latest and greatest technology. Um, And they also like to be authentic. So it's very important to make sure that you kind of weave some of these things into what your office looks like. But most importantly, that dialogue that you have in the office. Um, But I'd love to learn a little bit more about uh, maybe some of the questions, maybe some of the dialogue that you entertain uh, from your patients when they come in for, for millennials. Uh, yeah, so, you know, this is uh, an interesting bunch, and uh, I think you know, they're a lot more educated than we may, uh, you know, you know, take them for, right? So, as you said, they got, they grew up with these, you know, cell phones in their hands, these smartphones, and although I am a millennial, I was still, you know, I, I didn't get an iPhone until college, you know, so... Um, all this information is at their fingertips and they do want new things, right? So I find a lot of my patients, you know, coming in and asking like, hey, is there something new? And, you know, there's not always something new, but right now there's something really great and new. And so the Oasis Max one day has definitely been like a game changer, especially for this, uh, you know, generation. Uh, There's such an awareness of blue light at this point. Yes. And we really kind of know that based off of in the optical, how many people are opting in for blue light protection on their ophthalmic lenses, right? So it's like we'd have this conversation like, oh, let's get some anti-reflective coating, some AR, and now that blue light. And the majority of them already know about it or are asking for it. So when you're able to say, hey, we've got a contact lens that now actually filters some of this blue light, they're excited about it. It's something new. And uh half of them you don't even have to explain it to, you know, they're, they're like, oh yeah, they're sold before they even put it in their eyes. Um, so Oasis One Day Max um, has been excellent. And for, for, and for even people that were transitioning out of a, you know, a monthly or a reusable lens, or even they were in a different daily, and now we are able to add that, that benefit of the blue light and also the comfort. 
you know, it really, uh, they were able to put a lot more moisture in that lens. And when you're wearing that contact lens for hours and hours, which I do too, I, I wear the max myself. And I, if I'm honest, I take that, that, that contact lens right off, or excuse me, right before I go to bed. Um, yeah. I'm really not giving my eyes those breaks, but they're, com they're so comfortable that you don't feel like you need to. So um, yeah. max one day, max one day. And I love that you actually prescribe what you wear, right? Because we talked yeah. about millennials, they like for you to be authentic, they like for you to be transparent. So when you can relate to them and say, I wear this lens, my life is just like yours. I go countless hours in front of digital devices and I go the entire day and I pop them out before I go to bed, you know, that gets more buy-in, that builds more of that trust factor. Um, so that's yeah. game changing. The other game changing piece is truly that blue light protection. I'm, I, my patient base is just like yours. They come in educated, they're asking me questions, they're looking for these things. Um, so it's very important to make sure that you're always aware of the latest and greatest in innovation when it comes to contact lens technology um, and that you're able to have that conversation. Because the last thing you want is a patient to come in and you have no clue what they're talking about and you're not educated about it. And I wanna give a special shout out to uh, JJV. I mean, I, I did this the other day on the podcast. I mean. These guys are innovative. Myself and Dr. Garlic and Dr. Lyra Lee, we were talking about just all the technology they've done over the last years, the innovation. I mean, from the lens with transitions um, yeah. to this AccuView Max um, to the uh, lens uh, uh, to help with allergies um, to so really the technology. I mean, they've, they've really changed the game and they're really always cutting edge. So they're doing a fantastic job. And when you look at you know, brands that have that complete portfolio to solve problems for any patients that are sitting in front of you, they definitely got a strong case for being one of the best and not the best out there to make it happen. Agree. All right. So millennials, love my millennials, being that I am one, can't stress that enough. <laughs> uh, next up, Generation X, 1965 to 1980. Uh, this generation is known as the Forgotten Generation latchkey generation um and they wear contacts as well right yes, uh between this generation and uh the baby boomers um i think this is a great opportunity to tap into a market that we don't really capitalize on right um because historically we wouldn't have the right solutions for patients for multifocal contact lens but i know this portfolio that Johnson & Johnson Vision has, AccuView, they have really changed the game in regards to that opportunity, at least in my practice. But I'd love to know kind of, you know, what these patients look like in your practice, what kind of dialogue, what kind of questions they may ask. So maybe if you can give us kind of an overview of what that looks like in your practice, Dr. Ra. Sure. So, you know, with this generation, we're, we're getting into Presbyopes. We are, you know, there are Presbyopes there. And I like to think about myself, you know, I've been wearing contacts since I was probably uh, you know, up 10, 11. Um, I remember actually my dad, I need a correction, but I would wear like purple contact lenses to school. I thought I was so cool. Um, but <laughs> I went into orthopay and now I'm back into a daily contact lens. But when I'm a presbyo, there's no way, I, you know, I'm vain. I'm not gonna be putting on some readers. So I'm definitely gonna wanna find a solution for myself where I can, you know, read in my contact lenses. So 
I think that sometimes these patients, they've been wearing contact lenses for years, right? And now all of a sudden they're noticing, you know, that, you know, the, the arm thing, right? Absolutely. And if you can find a solution for these patients in a multifocal, they are so grateful. And that's going to be your biggest referral base, honestly, is if you yeah. can get a multifocal patient to see, or a presbyop to see in their contact lenses, they're going to go out and tell everybody about it and bring you in other patients because that's really exciting, you know. And now um, we have other options. We've got you know reusable options, and we have the the Max One Day Multifocal, which has been really a game changer in my practice as well because the clarity in that lens um, and the optics in that lens is so really advanced where sometimes I'm surprised like, man, this lens like works for everybody. Like you, you slap it on and you know, the majority of the time that first lens is going to work. So um, I've had great success uh, in, you know, starting uh, patients out. Actually just yesterday in my office, I had a 42 year old and he was wearing, um, he's actually undercorrected in his contact lens. This was his first time coming in. And you know, he's like a 325, but he was wearing a 250. And so he could still read, right? And I told him like, hey, listen, yeah. the moment that I bring you up to that 325, which is, or negative 325, which is actually what you need, that distance is gonna be great, but I'm afraid that I'm gonna, you know, you're not gonna be able to see your phone, your text, right? And so yeah. I get kind of through these options and I said, well, there's multifocal contact lenses and we went right into the max one day and I put it on him and I was like, you know, whip out your phone and like take a peek, you know, can you see your watch? Can you see, you know, your, your text, pull up an email. And I go, does this look like it normally does? Um, does it look better? Does it look worse? And he's like, yeah, no, this looks great. This looks, this looks normal. As if he didn't realize that he was in, he didn't realize he was in a multifocal lens at that point. So um, that was kind of eye-opening for me too, because sometimes those multifocal patients were going through a couple of different options to figure out, hey, okay, I'm compromising on that distance or I'm compromising on that reading. And what I found with the, the Acubu multifocals, not just the Max, but you know, the Oasis two week and even the Moist multifocal is that there's really not that big of a compromise. So I love um, the pupil optimized design and uh, those Acubu multifocals. I definitely do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm sold on it. Um, the one thing that I love is that, you know, I now have an option that, for my patients that are on the border, I can give them something to let them know that they'll be okay, right? Back in yeah. the day, if a patient was on the border, I may dial back that non-dominant eye just to ride them into that multifocal <laughs> option because there wasn't a lot of great options available. But to your point, that pupil-optimized design has truly changed the game. Um, I had a podcast previously, and Dr. Uh, Susan uh, Gramacki, um, she said that there's about 180 different designs um, because yeah. they're incorporating age, they're incorporating pupil size, they're incorporating ads. I mean, that's a lot of contact lens. That's a lot of lens to manufacture. But when you see something like that coming from a company, that shows their commitment to us, right? They want to make sure that we're able to fit and find the best solution for patients that's in front of us. So it's very important to always make sure you partner with the right organizations out there um, to help your patients, which ultimately will help your bottom line as well. I mean, it's game changing. Yeah. The other thing I really love when it comes to this Max brand is that I like to keep families, right? So if I have a patient that's, you know, a single vision lens option, I can tell them, look, you're going to have that same comfort. We have a multifocal in that same brand. They're like, oh, I don't have to change brands, but I'm going to see distance and near. 
game changer. Yeah. It makes it easy. No, a lot yeah. of teams will have different uh, vendors out there, and all their contacts are different names. Um, people yeah. are all about name recognition. Um, even if they you are. put them in a lens and see better, they still remember that name. And they're like, I want to go back to this brand over here because they've been with oh, so What bad. about the patient that comes in and you're like, what are you wearing? They say, Activeview, and they're not. You know, it's like, yeah. it's just such brand recognition. And you can ask even a patient that doesn't wear contact lenses or a person on the street, and they're probably going to say, Activeview, you know? Um, but there's a reason for that. Besides, you know, them being popular, their products are really, are really great, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So tell me this, you know, we've really touched on, you know, all these generations from the alpha generation, right, um, to the Z, to the millennials, uh, to the baby boomers. Um, you know, all these patients are great. We have resources and tools for all these patients. But um, do you ever have any difficult conversations with these patients, right, um, especially when it comes to contacts and you're trying to get them into that option because you think it might be a great uh, fit for them. Do you ever have difficulties or problems with communicating with these patients to, I don't want to say convince and push them into contacts, but if you think they'll be a great candidate because maybe they play sports and they're like a minus nine and that just doesn't seem like it'd be yeah. the most ideal. Um, if you do run into these difficulty conversations, what are you doing to just make it easier to be able to have that breakthrough, I guess is what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, I, I find that I'll have a patient that maybe is not asking about contact lenses, but I know could kind of improve, like maybe on their intake form, it says that they play tennis, right, or they're, they're playing golf. And it's nice to not have to wear your glasses or maybe you were wearing sunglasses that are distance only and whatnot, right? So if you can present contact lenses to a patient that maybe either didn't think about it or maybe their previous doctors didn't tell them, they, maybe they don't know if they can even wear them, right? So they're not yeah. even gonna go ahead and ask you. So a lot of times I'll just ask like, oh, are you, are you interested in contact lenses? Have you ever tried? And then sometimes I get, oh yeah, yeah, I tried, you know, 10 years ago, or I tried 15 years ago and like, it wasn't for me. And then it's like, okay, well, why wasn't it for you? Was it uncomfortable? Was it because yeah. you were putting them on, taking them off? Could you not see? And so I kind of like to have that conversation, you know, if you had a phone, from 10 or 15 years ago. I use the same you know, thing, yep. It's, it's right? so go, there's been a lot of new advancements and innovations in contact lenses specifically um, that we can now offer you. So sometimes I kind of, uh, I don't know if, if ever other doctors do this or not, but I'll just throw a lens on them, right? And yeah. I don't talk about a contact lens fit or the fee or whatnot and be like, you know, what if we just try this? So if you don't like it, we'll take a write off, you know? Um, and, uh, and you see their action, right. Or maybe yep. you get close and they're like, Oh wait, no, no, you know? So it's more so just about presenting it. And I think that patients will appreciate that because if you're the doctor that kind of just sits back and maybe doesn't uh, present new options, uh, whether it's with ophthalmic lenses or contact lenses or, or technology in your office, you know, maybe you're not, maybe that patient goes to another doctor one time for whatever reason. And yep. they represent all of these other options. You know, you don't want to be that doctor. You want to be the doctor that when they ask you, is there something new? Like, well, you haven't, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I want to kind of elaborate or dig into something that you mentioned, um, because I've done that myself. Sometimes I'll just pop a lens on the patient's eye just so they can see what they're missing out and maybe change their life, right? And maybe I'll get yeah. a little closer and they might knock me over because they're like, you're not coming near my eye, right? <laughs> uh, 
But what do you say to those doctors that give kickback and say, that's too much chair time. I got to get into my next patients. Like what's well, your response to those doctors out there? Because we do have some colleagues out there that, you know, they just want to get in, get to the next patient. And I feel like they're doing a disservice, not just to their patients, but to optometry. So what would you say to those colleagues out there that need to step their game up a little bit? Yeah, I think that, you know, some days are busier than others and you can see how many patients you got waiting for you, right? But to ask a simple question like, are you, have you ever thought about contact lenses? I mean, that's, that's no time, right? And the answer could be yes or no, uh, or maybe. And you have this one-minute conversation that may change that patient's life, right? And as I said, it may be the reason that they come back to you or they don't. So you need to make – I really try to make sure that all of my patients feel like I gave them enough time, whether mm-hmm. that refraction took me two minutes or it took me five minutes, well, not five minutes, but 30 seconds or you want to make sure that that patient feels like they have, you know, that, that you've given them their time, right? right? You don't want to be rushing them in and out. And they may not have the questions for you. So I, I mean, I'm a talker, right? But I'm going to go ahead and have that conversation because I want that patient to know, hey, I care. These are all of your options. And let's find one that's going to work for you on the weekends and during the week and at your computer and all of these things. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Just go on the extra mile. Treat everyone like a loved one and you'll never have anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. Give them that extra time. You'll be amazed. That extra two to five minutes of chair time may give you a patient for the rest of your life. Not sure. only one patient, but an entire family of patients. And not just an entire family, but a lot of referrals from friends, colleagues, and whoever else that's out there. So you'll be amazed if you invest a little bit more time with your patients with the right lens product how much that can truly change your practice. So my colleagues out there listening, step your game up, run your mouth a little bit more, offer the Mm -hmm. best products out there, premium products, and you'll be amazed how much it will elevate your practice and keep these patients loyal to the practice. Dr. Roth, this has been a fantastic podcast, a lot of great information. I mean, Mm -hmm. we touched on everything um, from, you know, knowing the right lens for kids to handle, right? We touched on what to use for our tech savvy patients. We talked on what to use uh, for our, our, our senior or more seasoned or more veteran patients that are out there. If you had to give one piece of advice for all the listeners, all the followers out there in regards to how to meet the demands of the patients that's sitting in front of you, what would that one piece of advice be, Dr. Roth? Ooh, all right. Um, well, besides offering contact lenses to a patient as an option, not being afraid to to present the patient with the best option. If you know that a premium lens is going to be the best option, let's not judge that book by its cover because that, that value, we don't know another person's value, right? So I love to offer products that I put in my own eyes, that I believe in, that I know is the best option. So why would I shy away, right? So cost we know is a factor for ourselves and for patients, but don't let that be the reason that you are not offering a, a new technology or a new lens, because at least you can even plant that seed. Maybe it's not for this year, it's for the following year. Love it, love it. Planting seeds. Oh, one more thing, I, oh. just because I'm a huge advocate, I know, sorry. My um, bad, you got it, you got it. <laughs> uh, the calculator. So multifocal lenses, if you know, we're talking about you know, to doctors as a whole here, those are going to be the more challenging one. A sphere is a sphere, right? But with the multifocals, having that 
you know, that initial lens, selecting it, sometimes each brand has a different design and one may work in this number, but not that one. So I've been obsessed with the calculator since the Oasis two-week multifocal <laughs> came out. It's like been my best friend. So I literally put it on the toolbar of all of my exam rooms. I forced the other doctors in my practice to use the calculator too. <laughs> and I think that besides being able to just find that initial lens, it troubleshoots for us, right? On the right-hand side, it's like, okay, if we need to improve distance, try this one next. So that's freeing up, that's taking, you know, chair time right there, right? And you're impressing the patient. Oh, you know what? We need a little bit more eating? Not a problem. Let's pop this one on. And now the next one is the one that works. So uh, use the calculator. Don't be afraid to use the calculator. I throw away the paper fitting sets myself, but the calculator is an easy one. You just click on it on your toolbar. Yeah, I have it up on my uh, my my tablet that I have, and I just slide over to it. Um, and something I was thinking about, you know, talking about chair time and talking about leveraging your technicians and being more efficient. I mean, with this information, this is something that your technicians can actually key into the calculator, go mm -hmm. grab those contacts, place them on a the patient's eye or have the patients pop them in, check their vision. You could be in seeing another patient, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to see another patient and then come back in and then, you know, just um, shake hands, kiss babies and say, how great is your vision? <laughs> and walk them up front, right? I mean, we got to think about how we're practicing. Are we leveraging our technicians? Are we leveraging technology? Are we really educating our patients? Um, that fit calculator is the truth, and I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, for those that are unfamiliar with it, just hit up jnjvisionpro.com, and you'll see that uh, business center, the calculator tools that they have, and it'll change the game for you. You don't have to think. You literally just plug and play, and um, it's a high percentage in regards to it being right on the first time. It's rare that I don't have a patient that likes it on the first shot, so I'm glad you brought that up, Dr. Roth. <laughs> I want to thank you this evening for hanging out with me. This has been fantastic. I learned so much from you. You are a rock star. Um, I hope to have many, many generations of uh, optometrists in my family. If my son wants to be one, by all means, I'm going to make sure he has all the tools and resources to be successful. Um, I also want to just call out all my colleagues. Again, make sure you get more ODs um, or more kids in your chair and educate about how great this profession is. Um, you can see through Dr. Roth that um, she's had the privilege to see great optometrists, and she's going to continue to put uh, uh, carry that torch down the road at some point in time, hopefully as well. But thanks for tuning in, everyone. It's your favorite optometrist, Dr. Daryl Glover. Stay healthy, stay positive, and stay blessed. And until next time, peace. All right, colleagues, and it's a wrap. Thank you dearly for hanging out with the Defocus Media team. We hope truly something resonated with you. And if it did, be sure to give us five stars and make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you named it. And our handle is at Defocus Media on all platforms. And until next time, be sure to keep it 2020 and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.